0: Hello friends, I'm Susanna April and consider this podcast your invitation to hear God's voice and be encouraged to push past fear on your creative journey. Join me on Insta at Creative Journey Collective to continue the conversation. And now on to today's episode. Hello friends, welcome to another episode of the Creative Journey podcast and today I am sharing a word that I actually brought recently at a local church uh, community creative gathering uh, that An incredible church local to me hosts uh, every term uh, a couple times a year. And it was such an honor to come and share this word and bring this encouragement to them. And as I was really preparing this word, I felt so clearly that it was not just a word for this community, but it was for the broader creative community that the Lord has brought and connected me to. And so anyway here it is. I just want to share it with you and um, I really hope this word blesses you and encourages you and just exhorts you to uh, find time to be with the Lord and to commit your creative journey to him. So with no further ado, here we go. Hi everyone. Um, Such an honor to be here tonight and just to bring a little encouragement. Um, Tam said that it's usually only about 15 minutes, but I'm so sorry. I'm not sure if I can do that. Um, um Tam was so kind. Uh, she Tam's actually mentored me for like the last two years. And um she she's just incredible. I just want to honor you, Tam. Um Yeah, I just really want to honor you. You are just you're a light. You're a light in the darkness. <laughs> um And actually this space, this room has been very important to me on my journey over the years. I've come here and done different things in this building for like the last 15 years and over the years I've been really marked by God on this carpet. (laughs) And so, yeah, and also Tam, thank you for everything you have built with Creative Collective and just given creatives a voice and a place to connect their creativity with the Lord. So... Yeah, thank you for all you've poured into me. I just, I don't have words for how grateful I am for you. Um, I'm going to miss you terribly. Um, So, yeah, just a little bit about me. If you don't know me, yeah, I go to LifePoint. My husband is a youth pastor there. Um, And I've been a creative for many years. Uh, Many, many years. (laughs) When I was 15, I splatter-painted my bedroom walls. You've probably heard this from my mum, Deb Smith. She goes around telling people (laughs) sometimes, and I think, find a new story, mum. And, yeah, I think I've just had this, like, urgency in my heart um, brewing about what the Lord wants to do with creative hearts in this hour. Um, and so this is a word I've been like really praying into and I'm probably not going to do it justice because there's so much that God is doing right in this time in the earth and so this is just like a tiny glimpse Um, but I think that it goes without saying that everyone in this room is creative everyone in this room is creative if you have the Holy Spirit you are creative um, and so what I'm about to say is for you regardless of if you have ever picked up any kind of creative instrument or um, painted anything or done anything that is deemed as creative, you are creative. And creativity is never the goal you know it's never the it's never the goal of anything we do is to be creative it's to be with the Lord and That flows out of what we do as a creative. It's the fruit of hearing him. It's the fruit of responding to him. You don't have to be a painter, an artist or a musician or anything that you can see. (laughs) Looks like creative strategy. It looks like my dad is an astronomer. It looks like looking at the stars. It looks like creating a good spreadsheet. <laughs> Who likes a spreadsheet? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I can really, really appreciate spreadsheets because I suck at them. <laughs> but I really love them. They're just so satisfying. Get it all lined up. In the <laughs> um, it looks like strategy. I feel like any idea that you have ever had, anything that you have ever felt bubbling up inside of you, that's creativity. And that is born of the Holy Spirit. So, if you're breathing here today, and you know God, you have access to the creativity of the Holy Spirit. So, yeah, I think I've made my point there. <laughs> I'm not sure I can say anything more about that. Um, and just like anything in the Christian walk, like, there's not, there's not a, a guaranteed path here, right? Like, we... We come and we come and we're like, okay, Lord, what does that look like? How do I access creativity? But, yeah, sometimes we just kind of come up with a blank. I know I have many times, you know, and you resort to other things. You turn on your favourite show and you sit there and you watch ten ten episodes and you wonder where your life went. (laughs) But there is just an urgency in my (sighs) spirit Right now, you know, with the with what's happening in the world and what's unfolding in the Middle East, and just I I just think this is it's a time more than ever in history, you know, for us to access the creativity of the Holy Spirit. Like we need His ideas, we need His thoughts. <laughs> we can't we can't access access it without Him. To see it used for His kingdom, to see. To see his purposes made known, to be laid down lovers, to be wholehearted. So, although there is no roadmap, I have been camping out in Matthew 25 since uh, everything started in the Middle East, and I have been sitting there and reading um, the parable of the ten virgins over and over again. And I just there's yeah something brewing in my heart to bring and encourage you guys with from Matthew 25 so if you have your bibles I didn't prepare any slides or anything so if you have your bibles or your devices pull it out it's good to read the words so this parable is part of a much bigger like end time narrative about the signs of the times uh And Jesus is talking about so much in Matthew 24 and I just encourage you to go and read it and study it if you haven't. Um, And it's so important that we, you know, more than ever know and don't be blindsided by what's happening in the world. Uh, I'm not going to say much about that other than, side note, (laughs) it's just so reassuring that we know the end of the story, right? Like, who here is just like, it's okay, Jesus wins in the end. (laughs) He's got it. He's coming down one day with that new Jerusalem. It's going to be amazing. And that's just our great hope, isn't it? You know, it is our great hope. There's nothing that I, like, I'm not looking forward to more one day than than that day. (laughs) And so just keep that in mind, you know, with everything that's happening in the world, that we have a, a hope greater than Anyone that doesn't know Jesus in this earth, we have a a blessed and a great hope. So we cannot, we won't despair, but we will actually have hope. He's going to make all things new. It's going to be awesome. So anyway, I could probably talk about that all night, but I don't have all the verses in theology to back it up right now, so we'll just won't go there. (laughs) All right, so I'm just going to read out Matthew 25, and we'll, we've got three little points and then a few stories and I'm just praying that after this, you guys will just leave this room and you'll be like, I'm creative and God has a purpose for my creativity. Okay? Yeah, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Matthew 25. At that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. And virgins in this parable, that it represents those that are pure in heart, that are... Consecrated, that are without compromise. They're wholly given. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps but did not take any oil with them. The, fu- the wise ones, however, took oil in jars along with their lamps. They were prepared for the waiting of the bridegroom. <laughs> The bridegroom was a long time in coming, and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight, the cry rang out, "'Here is the bridegroom. Come out to meet him.' Then all the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones said to the wise, "'Give us some of your oil. Our lamps are going out.' "'No,' they replied, "'there may not be enough for both us and you. "'Instead, go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves.' But while they were on their way to buy the oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins who were ready went in with him to the wedding banquet and the door was shut. Later the others also came. Lord, Lord, they said, open the door for us. He replied, truly I tell you, I don't know you. Therefore keep watch because you do not know the day or the hour. It's a bit of a weighty passage. I don't really have time to unpack it, like there's so much in it. So read it, unpack it, meditate on it with the Lord if you're feeling like a tug in your spirit after tonight. But I just have some points and encouragement to bring and I hope it will shed some light on what God's doing with creativity in this time. So my first point is friendship with the Holy Spirit is how we buy oil. And oil in this parable represents intimacy with God, represents that secret place that we have with Him that nobody else does. So, when I was a kid, little story: my dad over there with the big bushy beard. <laughs> nobody really can recognize him, to be honest. Um, he looked very different in this story. <laughs> He bought me a bike, Uh, he bought me a second-hand bike and he painted it, he sprayed it with hot pink spray paint, actually it was more like fluoro pink, Um, and he fixed it all up and he gave it to me on my birthday, and I don't even remember how old I was, but I was maybe four or five, and I was so excited, like I, I still have a vivid memory, it's one of my earliest memories of getting and receiving this bike for my birthday. Um, and I was just so excited, you know, to unwrap it. And anyway, I could elaborate on about that because it's my memory. You guys weren't there. <laughs> um, and so we went out to Decker Park at Sandgate. And I still remember because I've taken my kids there. And every time I go there, I just have this, like, flashback of Dad running alongside me with his little funny run. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. <laughs> and just teaching me to ride this bike, you know. Um It was just so precious. And the reason this was such a precious thing to me was, yeah, I loved the bike. But I loved the fact that my dad was teaching me to ride the bike. I loved the fact that he was committed to me learning how to ride the bike. And even after I learned how to ride a bike, I still needed him. The thing is, is that this gift required his presence. Like, I don't think I rode a bike on my own for... Ten years after that, still, I needed him with me. Jonathan Helser says, we use our gifts from an overflow of friendship with the Holy Spirit. They require our Father's presence. I love the Helser's ministry, by the way. PS, go check out Cageless Birds if you don't know who they are. They're awesome. They teach a lot on creativity. So accessing our creativity takes time with God. The five virgins who had oil wouldn't share with the five who did. I always used to think, why wouldn't they just share? That doesn't make sense. (laughs) But the thing is, is that only they could buy oil for their own lamps. Like, no one else could buy it for them. They couldn't buy it from a podcast. They definitely couldn't buy it from Netflix. And they 100% couldn't buy it from just going to church. They could only buy it from being with the Lord, from being face-to-face with him. They could only buy it from being in God's presence, from cultivating history with him in secret. No one else can fill your lamp. No one else can build secret history with God that will fuel your tank and sustain us through whatever the days ahead hold. By making your secret place with God a priority, you are cultivating history and tools with him so that you have them when you need them. So that when the bridegroom calls, you're ready. You've got your jar. You're ready to pour it into your lamp and light it. Like how beautiful painting over here. That's what, that's what the lamps in the Jewish culture look like. Just these beautiful little things that you hold by your hand. So you're ready. and Your lamp is filled with oil. Friendship with the Holy Spirit is how we buy oil. It's how we cultivate our gift. We need his presence. We need him with us. So my second point, this brings me to my second point. When we have oil, we will know how God sees us and we will know him. And, you know, something that really rocked me a couple of years ago was the revelation that one day I will meet Jesus and he will be a real man. I don't know why, I just never really realised that he was like flesh and blood, you know? Like he will have hairs on his arms probably, like he will have eyebrows and maybe some wrinkles. It just never occurred to me, like he is a Jewish man. And he might look like the chosen Jesus. He probably won't, to be honest, because the chosen Jesus is like a movie star. (laughs) So if you don't know what he looks like, look him might He might give you a good perspective for what Jesus will look like. But I think he's probably a very average-looking man. And one day, just like I'm standing with you here right now, like I will look in his eyes. And will I know what I see when I look at him? Will I recognize him or will he be a stranger or will I recognize him as my friend as my the lover of my soul as someone that I have built history with and talked to and cried with and poured out my heart to like will I know him maybe I haven't seen him like I see you right now but will I know him? Because I've communed with him and spent time with him. And that revelation alone is possibly the most powerful that we could have. He has more thoughts about you than there is on the shore. And then when we know him, when we look eyes with him, we will learn how he sees us. And I believe that these two things Buying oil of intimacy with, the, with God and living in the knowledge of how he sees us. This is what will propel us into using our gifts, our call, our creativity for his kingdom. And this is, a, this is my favorite point, for sure. This is like the doing, and I'm a doer. <laughs> so number three, our creativity will help light the flame in those that so desperately seek his hope this is why creativity exists. Like Jesus wants his reward in us, in the earth. And he's going to do every single creative method possible through his bride to get them because he wants them. He's he's jealous for us. You know, I haven't always felt this way about my creativity over the years. (laughs) I... I knew the first things were down pat. Like, I knew, like, oh, yeah, okay, got to be with God. That's important. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, okay, yeah, got to, like, um, know how he sees me. Got to understand that he loves me. Got to understand that my identity's founded him. Yep, 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 that's all good. That's all good. But when it comes to, like, what it looked like to share it with people or bring others into it, I was like, nah, it's just for me and the Lord. And I, I think that's actually really good. I mean, I'm really all for that. I'm a huge advocate. Like doing everything in intimacy, abiding with the law is so important. Obviously, it's a foundation for our faith, and yeah, all about that. Do your creativity with God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, really about that. But also, if you're comfortable, maybe He wants to shake you up a bit. And God really had other ideas for me. As you can see, I'm here talking to you about creativity, so (laughs) He did something. Um, So, a couple of months ago, I was reading through all of my prophetic words, and I stumbled across this word from 2017, and it was a friend of mine that I didn't really know very well. She just sent me a voice message, and um, it was this word that was just, it rocked me, and At the time, I had absolutely no plans or desire to do anything with my creativity other than just paint and sell my art and maybe give some art away and just be with the Lord in my little room, and that was great. Like, that's all I really wanted to do. Um, And so I just completely shelved the word. Like uh, Deb was saying before, you know, you can do that. That's great because it's about, you know, coming to the Lord, praying about what you hear. Uh, But I still wrote it down and I kept it in my little library of things, you know, just in case. Um, But I said to my husband, oh, yeah, don't think that's ever going to happen. And this is what the word was. I saw a picture of you painting on a canvas. And it turned into a world map. And as you started to paint your brush, your brush turned into a blowtorch. And you lit different nations on fire with it. And I believe that you were going to lead and commission artists out to the nations from the secret place. You will deposit in people creativity from heaven, commission artists to go into the earth with their creativity. So a few months ago, I was reading this and I just, I was in shock. Like, you know those moments where you're just like, you're shook. You're literally like just staring at the screen and your mouth is like, it was one of those moments. (laughs) I, I was absolutely dumbfounded because I had completely forgotten about this word that I'd received seven years ago. And that week alone, I had just started mentoring artists from five different nations. And I had also written a teaching on The Secret Place, which I just, I just talk. I don't really teach, so that was a big deal for me. <laughs> and, and I had used a blowtorch for the first time. That I'd never used a blowtorch before. I just don't usually use blowtorches, but I'd use a blowtorch while I was doing some artwork. Um, and I remember thinking, like, what the heck? Like, this, you, you, just, you just know it's the Lord, right? And I just remember, like, the Lord in his kindness. He had just, without me even realising, he had begun to reshape my creativity, reshape how I saw it, reshape my heart and my character, and in the trenches of I've got two small kids, of having my kids, and you know the mundaneness of life sometimes, just showing up, buying oil, being with the Lord. I just didn't think it would go anywhere. I, was like, I don't know, Lord. Here I am, seven years later. Like I had no concept that this would happen. Nothing. I had no plan, no way to make it happen. So. Yes, like, it's for me. It's for my connection with him. Creativity is a beautiful way to connect with his heart. But it can't stop there. I truly believe that if we seek to know God, to know his thoughts about us, and to buy oil that only we can buy, our creativity will be the catalyst the Holy Spirit uses to light the flame in anyone he leads us to. And tonight, I just, I really believe he wants to talk to you about what it looks like to turn your paintbrush into a blowtorch. And your paintbrush isn't going to be a paintbrush. Just, if you haven't got that already, just going to say it again. (laughs) If you've never touched a paintbrush, don't worry. (laughs) It's whatever the Lord has in your heart. I can't. I can't tell you what it is. I can't tell you what it is because it's you. It's your journey, your unique history with the Lord, the way that He's brought you, your prophetic history with Him. It's the years that you spent with a dream in your heart, and you weren't sure how to make it happen. It's it's your musical instrument. All of a sudden, you have a, you have a song, and then all of a sudden, you feel this desire to prophetically sing it over someone. Maybe you you are an artist and you you really feel that you need to start painting and giving away your artworks. I can't tell you what it will look like for you. But the season we live in is just too important. (laughs) It's just too important to keep it to ourselves, guys. It's just too important. We just. It's just too important. Jesus will have His reward. He'll have it in us. We are his, his inheritance. So tonight, there's an invitation in the next hour of worship. I just feel like this really weighty urgency in this invitation tonight one by oil. <laughs> Get alone with God. Look at him. Look into his eyes. Imagine. I just imagine Jesus standing in front of me sometimes. And I imagine him to be my height because that makes me less awkward. (laughs) He's probably going to be taller. And just look at him. Get to know him. And then take what he gives you and let your paintbrush be turned into a blowtorch. That was the Lord right there. <laughs> He's in agreement. <laughs> there is an invitation to commit to filling our lamps with oil, to be the ones that watch and pray for the bridegroom. Can I get the keys? Great. To be the ones that are crying out, Maranatha, come Lord Jesus. This is the cry of this hour in history. It's, it's a deep-seated... Oh, like you know how that you know, we we cry with groans, there's nothing you know, no words sometimes. It's an intercessory response to what the Lord is doing, Um, and it can't just stay inside you, (laughs) it has to come out. And it looks like buying oil, it looks like knowing how He sees you, and then it looks like setting others on fire, it looks like taking your blowtorch and going bam, 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 bam. It's not. It's not even quiet. You can't be quiet right now. (laughs) There are too many people that need to know His hope. Too many people that are lost and dark. And the world is in so much strife right now. There's so much darkness and anxiety and depression. But we have hope. And hope is the anchor for our soul. So if anything tonight has stirred in your heart while I've been sharing about this, I just want to invite you to just, everyone stand, I guess. Maybe I'll just say everybody stand. I just want to pray over you guys. And if, if this really feels like you, if you feel like, oh, this invitation is for me, like I have something bubbling up in me to just push out. I have something in me that the Lord has been doing or saying or, you know, this is for you. I just wanna even encourage you to come forward to the front just as a, as a response. Like I wanna be a wise virgin. I want to have my lamp filled with oil in this time. I wanna be one that sits and watches and waits for His return and uses the gifts, the creativity, the things in my heart to really push forward and, and bring others into His kingdom. That's you just encourage you to come forward. And also if you have never, ever experienced Jesus and don't have never even heard about Him, if this whole Gospel thing is new to you and you've never even been in church before, just encourage you also to come and find me or someone with a blue lanyard to come and pray for you and explain to you what's going on. I'm just gonna pray for you guys now. Father, we just thank You, God. God, we wanna be the ones with lamp in our oil. Our oil in our lamp, <laughs> we want lamp in our oil too, God. We wanna be ones with oil in our lamp, God. We wanna be the wise ones that watch and pray. God, that aren't full of fear, that have hope. God, would You light a flame in us tonight, God? Would You turn our paint, our paint brushes into blow torches? Would You turn our spreadsheets into blow torches? Would You turn our musical instruments into blowtorches, God? Would You turn our ideas and our businesses and our ministries, God, into blowtorches, God? The time is is too short for us not to be a blowtorch. Would You do this by Your Spirit, God? We're saying we need You, Jesus. We're weak. (laughs) We're needy, God, and we need You. Maranatha, Lord, we just say we love You. All this for your glory. Come just have all of us. We just hand over every part of ourselves to you right now, Father. If you have been encouraged by this episode please dm me with a testimony i would love to hear also rating the show would really bless my heart and just fyi i also sell beautiful encouraging art prints phone cases and products on my shop website which are designed to help encourage you to grow in love with jesus in your everyday so go check them out at suzanneapril.com thanks for listening friends i'm really blessed by you